I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, November 23rd, 2019. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed in the dollar... It's a late rally on Wall Street... Too big to fail... Growing the economy... Growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. Good morning. You are listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on radio. Well, guys, we have a full house here for you today. I'm research analyst Jacob Keene um, here in the studio in beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, with tax consultant Dan Deluzio. CPA. Um, hi, Dan. Hi, good morning. Morning, morning. We're also here with managing associate DJ Barker, CWS, who will tackle your <laughs> tough financial planning topics in the same way he tackled a fleeing <laughs> carjacker. <laughs> hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, well, as always, guys, we are here to discuss stocks, the economy, finance, what's going on with this crazy market. It's been up it's and crazy. to the right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a nice year. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little Unless you were in cash, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I think we've seen that. Uh, is now uh, a good time to get in? Yeah. Now, if you're in cash, okay, okay. We've had those questions. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's been, uh, it's been a, a, a few weeks here where not a lot of volatility. Um, I think, uh, what was it? Wednesday was our first uh, or second down day in like four weeks yeah. on the Dow. So um, I guess uh, looking at returns, let's see, year to date, like we said, amazing year, it's really. 26%. 26%. It's like Santa showed up and then let's let's shoot for the moon. Let's talk um, about what happened, what happened, where we were talking last year this time. Yeah. <laughs> Market was completely yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely different. Oh, yeah. So. It was sacks of coal yeah. for investors. Then <laughs> that, uh, yeah, Christmas, Christmas was well to us. Um, we got Christmas. tech, tech up, pacing at almost forty-two percent on the year, and then the laggard energy hasn't been. It's been a uh, sort of a choppy ride for oil this whole year. Um, not a great place. Yeah, only seven percent year to date. That's yeah, definitely pretty, not quite that forty-one percent. The pretty tech rough. Thing. Laggard. Um, yeah. And then we're kind of wrapping up earnings season, guys. We've got 28 companies left to report in the S&P 500. And depends on who you ask. Whether or not it's been a good earnings season. We have an earnings surprise of 4.73%. So the street was expecting it to be a rough quarter. Um, we're actually ending up with earnings growth that's slightly negative at point nine eight percent and it's you know we're talking about this earlier it's it's an interesting environment right now um 
and that we've had a couple quarters now of earnings growth that's just been slightly negative, yet the market continues going. to rally. And it feels like it, there's two main things there, right? There's the Fed, which it looks like the Fed. In fact, we got uh, meeting minutes um, just recently. It looks like the Fed is basically, unless something crazy happens, we're, we're done. Yeah. Three, you got your three cuts. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while for that to filter into the economy. Um, but now we just got trade. And we saw, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Senate basically pa- passed a bill that's changing the geopolitical status of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, that upset China. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of at... I think they demanded that, the, that we act the president veto it. They demanded it. Right, right. Which potentially Trump could use that as leverage in the negotiation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, just to catch you guys up, basically we're waiting for December 15th when tariffs will rise on right. a number of goods. We put that on hold. You know, it's been a wild ride here. But Trump, Trump threw everyone a bone because basically a lot of the stuff the consumers buy, he's like, mm-hmm. we'll put that on hold. We'll make sure you get your... Amazon Prime right. shipment. Get your goods. Don't yeah. Worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't the new panic. iPhone. <laughs> the new iPhone's fine for now, but we, we got a mean business eventually. So we're waiting for that December fifteenth date. And right now, it's we thought we had a phase one deal. We don't know if we have a phase one yeah, deal. Yeah, I think that was baked in, right? The, the 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 last few weeks, we've been hearing that it's been it's going to be passed, right? And yeah. now that that news came out, we saw a little bit of a blip in the market. That we blinked a little bit. Yeah, you and know. it's interesting thinking about the two leaders too, because on the one hand you have you have Xi, who's trying to thread the needle with this whole Hong Kong situation. You had what was it, like a hundred kids that were bunkered in at that <laughs> one. I mean, university bow and arrows, fire. Yeah, oh, I mean, this goodness. was a legitimate. Oh stand yeah. In. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Oh yeah, it was wild. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, make of it what you will. I mean, Trump. You, you know Trump. Is tuning into this impeachment here. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's enjoying it or not. <laughs> he's watching. He's watching. He's probably enjoying it a little more by the day. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. So just interesting. It feels like the market is sort of pricing in like something's good. Good is going to happen yeah. on that front, and that you know Trump's getting closer to the election. She's she's got to do something with the slowing Chinese economy. Um, so that's sort of. One of the main things we're watching, just to kind of do a roundup on economics, being that we're mostly through earnings season, we did get retail sales out. Um, it was a bounce. It was a bounce back slightly um, in October um, from s- September after falling. The pace is a little slower um, than we were, you know, uh, a few months back, um, and we saw mixed growth. This is interesting, uh, you know, kind of on the week. Um, seeing this report and that growth was mixed across segments. So we saw gasoline stations, non-store retailers, grocery stores, and vehicle dealers doing well. And the declines were led by apparel, furniture, can't even say that, furniture stores and sporting goods and hobby stores. So we saw a lot of these retailers this week reporting, past couple weeks, and it's been brutal. Yeah, you know, it's funny looking at this today. You know, we live here in Cobb County, and the avenues of West Cobb, you know, just a couple miles from the house. My wife and I ran over there. My uh, 
10-year-old was going to go to a ballet with you know, field trips, so we're going to go pick her up something. I'm, I'm not kidding you when I think a third of the stores from the last time we were there have closed. They've got kidding. empty. I mean, you're looking at the gap, gone. Mm-hmm. Several institutions that have been kind of anchors at the avenues have, have walked away. And it's interesting, like we talked about before, you've got retail sales, whatever's happening there, but the market still is is looking good. You yeah. know, it seems bricks and mortar seems to be having the that's problem. That's the problem, right? Uh, People it'll be interesting to see now in the next couple of weeks with the holiday season what's going to happen on the retail front. Yeah. And I suspect the, what is it, Cyber Monday is going to be phenomenal. Right. Or whatever, right. Cyber Week now, probably. Yeah. They don't need just one day. Yeah. It's a season <laughs> for them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Black Friday is going to, well, I think, you know, we all know the stores are opening actually on yeah. Thanksgiving again this year. A lot of them are showing the sales already. They're exactly. already, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, they're already out there s- yeah. selling the, the that's. I had read somewhere where they were predicting a trillion dollars in holiday sales for this year, this season. It'll really? Fr- It'll be the first time ever we hit a trillion. Wow. So yeah. we shall just wait and see. Consumer is still spending. Yeah. Confidence is high for the consumer. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what, I've got an aunt that the morning of Thanksgiving, Goes out and goes shopping. Like what? Really? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm with really? you. Really? I'm with you. I can wait. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Take your time. Enjoy <laughs> the turkey and dressing. Enjoy family time. You don't have to run out. <laughs> I pity yeah. the poor people who've got to work in the stores for those holidays. Uh, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess the, rounding it out, um, we got we got a little bit of housing. We got a little bit of housing. Existing home sales, pretty solid report. The South was actually strong. And that report, in- inventory fell as well, so still tight housing market. Um, we got yeah. a little check-in on um, the manufacturing sector. The industrial production still weak, fell 0.8% um, in the month. Um, but some of that was, I don't know if you guys saw this, yeah. the strike. Right. And I, I, I didn't read too much into it, um, but apparently there's some sort of bribery scandal between fiat and GM, so uh, of course industrial production was down because they had a strike. Right. The GM plants, but apparently there's something with Fiat was paying off the, UA, the UAW. Yeah, UAW. I'll have to catch up oh on that. Oh my goodness! I saw a trailer at the bottom of the screen, but didn't pay too much attention. Yeah, I'm gonna have to catch up on that. This day and age, you would learn. You would think these people would learn at this yeah, point. Yeah, you would think. Well, I cannot. They're they're going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You cannot do these things. Greed yep. greed has all kinds of right? tentacles. <laughs> well, um, and I guess finally every week we get jobless claims. It's, for me, it's the most watched thing. We, we've kind of chopped around between, um, um, you know, 1.6 and 1.8 million on continuing claims. So jobless claims were up a bit this week, but still historically low. So just keeping an eye out because I think – the consumer is typically the last to really capture. We're in a recession. It's normally, all right, I'm going to tighten my belt because I don't have a job right. anymore. <laughs> no more so, spending. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, when we get back, uh, I think we got a case study for you. So we'll get into that. Um, but uh, for now, you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running money show. This is the dog. The dog of the week. 
We are back, guys. This is Money Talks. You're listening to Jacob Keane here, the interim host for the mustachioed <laughs> Troy Harmon. Um, I'm here with Dan Deluzio and DJ Barker, and uh, we got a story. We got an interesting story for you guys. Uh-oh. So if I told you there is a hotel in Japan that you could stay at for $1 a night, would you be interested? That's a, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the catch is they live stream the whole thing. <laughs> in Okay. <laughs> yeah. So your room is so, being yeah, live streamed. Yeah, the, the whole, whole time. time. Wa- people watching you sleep. Wow, yeah. that's awkward. Yeah, th- there's, only <laughs> not, there's only not cameras. <laughs> In the bathroom. Oh, so thank goodness there's for this, Yeah. <laughs> there's this fella, and he in basically inherited um, a hotel from his parents, who I believe passed, and apparently the financials weren't, you know, as he saw fit. He wanted okay. to come up with an idea to, you know, drive Boost. further yeah. and revenue. That, and that, that has that. improved the revenue stream? Um, no. Well, it's in the early innings. <laughs> there's only been four people <laughs> yeah. to actually take this deal. So is it every room of the hotel? No, you don't have to do it. They just oh. there's you, a special room that has this capability. Them, you email them, say I want the I want the, the uh, dollar a night suite. Yeah, yeah. I, want, yeah I want the, the big brother. Special. I want the big brother suite. <laughs> really? And uh, yeah, and he actually he actually posts the live stream videos to YouTube. Oh, wow. So um, basically, the, he's thinking. I guess this is a loss leader for now, but there's a, apparently Potential. there's going to be a, a weird YouTube channel. I think I'll that pay you can just price. watch people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. Would be <laughs> the thought process behind wanting people to Once watch you. Well, live or your even life wanting to watch somebody. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Sleep, <laughs> you know, well, people are into weird stuff <laughs> in Japan well, that's too. Though, maybe, so yeah, maybe that's it. I that's think true. I'll pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So well, if you want to reserve, yes, right. call, call this number. <laughs> Next time we do in, have some clients that like to travel. We'll have to get their intel on that. <laughs> if, they, if they'd be interested in that. I don't I, I don't think a little bizarre. that I'd be into that. No. But, okay. No. No. Uh, you heard it? it here first if yeah. it gets yeah. big, right? Yeah. I wonder if you could hack it, too, and just, like, stay out the whole time. And then the only time you come in... You can just leave the lights off. You take a flashlight and just head straight to bed. <laughs> right. right. No one would ever no see one, you. Yeah. <laughs> For a buck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, oh uh, we do have um, a little case study. This is sort of an end of year. We're getting close to the end of the year. It's getting it is. Here we go. cold outside. You know? yeah. Already smelling the turkey. Um, we've got Jeff and Sharon here. And uh, they're mostly do-it-yourselfers mm-hmm. um, when it comes to finance. While they know they can't get in to see a financial advisor or tax consultant before year-end, they still want to do what they can to help their finances for tax season and 2020 in general. So I think we got a few different places we'd probably hit on this. I don't know where we want to start. Maybe estate planning? Yeah, we could yeah. we could definitely you know take There's a look at a couple things the thought we can process talk there. About there. Um, you know, I think you know one of the, the the bigger proponents of every meeting we go to, we always tell our our clients and anyone review your beneficiary designations on your retirement accounts, 401ks, life insurance. Uh, obviously, you know if it's a retirement account, those the beneficiary designations it, it crosses outside the estate plan. So mm-hmm. even though your estate plan may say I want my children to have this. 
Well, if the beneficiary designation has someone other than their names there, mm-hmm. that could potentially be a problem. So review the beneficiary designations at the custodians and, you know, any policies, you know, that you're going to have. And you're also uh, making the assumption that they have a will, so that's essential that's to make right. sure you have a will. Right. <laughs> Great point. Right. Great point. Yeah, you we go see that. that you sometimes go in the conversation of life, they, oh, well, I'm sure my father has that will, and that may not actually be the case. Exactly. It's funny how many people don't like to have those conversations. You know, be it, it does, it's not a fun conversation to have, especially with your parents, but, you, you know, do, you know, with your kids, with everyone. I mean, you know, have the conversation around the, the dinner table and say, hey, you know, are you looking at this? Mm-hmm. Is there something that we need to help you prepare for? Yes, we know it's going to happen eventually. Hopefully it's a long time, but you need to have the estate plan. And on the tax side of estates, it's not a a critical situation anymore since we're all, we each get $11.4 million exemption on the federal and state side. Georgia follows federal. Mm -hmm. So it's not as critical unless you, but if you've got assets between a husband and wife exceeding double that amount, what is that, 22.8, you've got an estate tax problem and you do definitely need some planning and get some help, I would advise. And if you're not there, you don't want a judge to to determine where the assets go, right? You don't want the, the... you know, whatever it is, to go to the state or to to have your heirs fight amongst themselves in a lawsuit to because they think you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, right. If you have something to say, say it. say it. Put it in the will. Put it in the document. Let them know that this was your intent, and then that's the proper way to do it. If you don't, you can pretty much assume there's going to be lawsuits if you have multiple family members thinking that they deserve yep. part of that. No matter how much you think they get along, when you're gone and there's money at stake, that always is never, or not, I shouldn't say never, it usually is not the case. Yeah. Also, power of attorney form. So, Absolutely. you know, the will obviously can help pass the items, mm-hmm. but, it, you know, if you are just ill, you know, who's going to write the checks? Durable right. power of attorney forms for financial. And medical power. And medical power. Making the decisions. Exactly. You know, Somebody's got to make that decision. What do you want? Do you want mm-hmm. pain medication? Do you want food? Do you want water? Right. What, you know, what is it that you want? How do you? How long do you want to sustain? All of those are the things that you really need to kind of think through, talk through, put again in that documentation for um, mm-hmm. you know for future. Um, something else to consider, you know, if you have a uh, a box at the bank, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Safe review deposit. it. Yeah. Safe deposit box. Review. Make sure you See. know where the keys are. Make sure you know that someone knows where those keys are. Right. There's a letter of instruction for your heirs. Uh, you know, because again, if your will is in that box, but no one knows about it, no one has a key, and no one knows how to find it, it doesn't do you a lot of good. Yeah. You know, think through that process, make and sure I've seen someone's that clear. To be yeah, honest. yeah. So yeah. it's really yes. Yeah, Got to make sure that the people who are in the will, someone is aware of where the keys are and has access yeah. to that box. How 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 your do they prove usually. that they should be? Mm-hmm. You know, to access the box, right. they have to prove you know that they're supposed to access the box you mm-hmm. know um some things to consider there all so gra- yeah all great things and especially you know late in the year when you're probably going to be around your family it's this is the time yeah it's a good time great, to bring it up great, great time. time to have a quick conversation before you hit the the bloody mary part. right, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well there's also there's also some opportunities on the tax side as well oh yeah yeah oh boy here so. we go and <laughs> Dan, dan's gonna well. ramp up here folks settle <laughs> in for a minute i'm revving up now <laughs> Well, actually, involving the, the P&I side here, we've got some, uh, in, in terms of offsetting capital gains, you guys know how about harvesting, and I'm sure our, our yeah. audience out there is familiar with the terminology. So that's something we look for, you should be looking for by the end of the year. Right. If you've got losses, 
and you've got gains, well, now's the type to do that, to offset them. So yeah, sell those losses. Exactly. It's a tactical change. Not very many yes. of those left. But yeah, right. <laughs> you may not have them, but, but it's a tactical reason to do Absolutely. that, right? You, just because you have a loss, you know, a lot of people don't want to sell it, but it's a right. great opportunity to offset those gains, so utilize that. And even if you want to keep that stock, you know, and you you could sell it for a loss now and hold on it for 31 days or, or don't buy it back for right. 31 days. And uh, you can you can put it back in your portfolio. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, there's a lot of things out there. For instance, like contributing to a 529 plan for your children. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help on the federal side because you don't get a deduction for it. But for on the state side, you can get a up if it's a married filing a joint return. It's a four thousand dollar per up limit on each person that you contribute to. Uh, and if you're single, it's a $2,000 limit on for each person you contribute to their 529 plan for. Mm-hmm. And so, and you that you know, $4,000 doesn't seem like a lot, but it's not. It's a deduction. So for Georgia purposes, times what is it, six percent? So it's about whatever $480. But but if you've got five, four or five kids you're contributing to, that could add up. That could yeah. mount up exactly. And it's it's in totality, right? You it's do right. a little bit of everything, absolutely, to help. Eliminate the liability of another, taxes. Another important thing is that Georgia offers, uh, which is really big, film credits. All right, but they're not available to everybody. All right, because usually you got to buy them in large quantities. So it's people with big liabilities need to look into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy them on cents for the dollar, and I don't mean like ten cents for the dollar. You're looking at maybe about eighty-seven to ninety-three cents on the dollar. Oh, wow. So, so there's a spread there that you 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 pay, let's say, for ninety cents for a one-dollar credit. And so you're making ten cents on it. You get a full ten. You get a full dollar off your ta- off your Georgia taxes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now there's something you do with that extra ten cents because it becomes a a capital gain. But we can get into that later. You right. can discuss yeah. that with your tax planner. Uh, also, going getting back, uh, charitable contributions are really big, and this is something that. Pretty much a lot of people, even the smaller people, can get involved with smaller liabilities because you can give to a donor advice fund. And I think Schwab and Fidelity, I looked into it, they started $5,000. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I say look into that is because you may or may not want to do it. It's something you want to look to see what your other itemized deductions are going to be and whether you're going to achieve or get over the threshold for what the new standard deduction is. All right. If you're going to get over that or you're very close to it, to get over it, you might want to do an advised fund. It'll get you over it. And, I, and uh, when we come back, I can see we're running out of time for this segment. I'll tell you why I want to look into that. Okay. All right. And, All right. Uh, and then the last little thing, we want to maximize everything we can give. Your, your 401K, if you haven't done it, do it. If, you, if you're doing IRAs, do that. So all those kinds of things we want to be aware of. Make sure of. you make those contributions. Your, 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 uh, your FSA limits, you know. Uh, all those kind of goodies. All right, Dan, let's take it to the break. We'll catch up after. Um, I'm going to pay some bills real quick. You're listening to Money Talks. All right, guys, we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. Jacob here uh, with Dan and DJ. Uh, for just for before the break, we we're talking about our friends uh, Jeff and Sharon. We're basically asking, I can't get with the tax guy before you're in. I can't get with my finance guy. We're kind of do-it-yourselfers, anyways. What can we do? We went through some estate planning um, ideas. You're getting with the family, 
a great opportunity to kind of see what's going on there. A few tax tips, but we weren't able before the break to get into standard versus itemized deductions, which is, I think, after the n new tax plan is kind of a big deal, right, Dan? It is a big deal, yeah, because uh, a couple things. This year, it's gone up again. There, it's inflation-adjusted to standard deduction each year. So this year, for a married couple, it would be 24-4. It'd be half of that for single. Uh, and then if you're over 65 or blind, you get an additional $1,300 d d d deduction or exemption on top of that. Uh, the other thing about it is this year the medical deduction, the threshold last year was 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. That increases to 10% this year. So which means if you've got $11,000 in medical expenses and $100,000 of adjusted gross income, you, you're going to first 10,000 you will not get. You will only get 1,000 because 10%, the first 10,000 obviously would be 10% of 100,000. So that becomes important. Then when you get up and you compare all of your itemized deductions, if you're not near the standard that the federal is giving you, that's why I was talking about the donor advised funds. If you're in a couple thousand dollars of that, you might want to put money into a donor advised fund to get you over that threshold so you can take itemized. And the nice thing about, as we all know about donor advised funds, is you put the money in this year you get the deduction and you don't have to decide what charities you want to give it to till next year or any or sometime in the future now the key about why you want to get over that if you can get over the itemized deduction threshold is because uh it's it's fine on the federal you can take the standard or you can and you or you can get over it but it really is more important on the state side georgia has a f standard deduction too but for a married couple it's only six thousand dollars so you can see, and you must take the standard deduction for Georgia if you take it for the federal. It's not an you either. You can't pick or. and choose. Can't pick and choose. Uh -huh. Yeah, Georgia's one of those states that follows federal. So if you take it for federal, you must take it for state. And so there's about an $18,000 differential there between the federal standard and the state. And at Georgia's 5.75% rate, because that's the new rate this year, it went down from six. So it is now, uh, that's about a $1,000 difference in taxes that you would lose by being forced to take the standard if you can get over that threshold amount. Hmm. Okay? So, so that's a tax tip yeah. out there. Yeah, good. and I, I think from the investment side of things, it's fairly, fairly cut and dried. Maximize yeah. the amount you invest. Yeah. Look at your Save 401ks. Save as much as you can. Look at your IRAs. Make sure you're up against the max. Um, and in a year like this year that we've had where, you know, We've had a lot of different things. We, we saw earlier in the show, energy up 7%, tech up 40 Your portfolio doesn't have the same risk that it had before. You need to rebalance. Yeah. Great time at the year end, which ties into um, tax loss harvesting, too, because mm -hmm. chances are there's probably some stocks that are down. So you can capture you can some gains without having capitalize to capitalize on the loss. And here's tax. a scary, not scary, but here's something that a lot of people don't consider is when, if you invest in mutual funds in a taxable account, oh, it's coming year in. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? Capital gains distribution. So right. you do not have a choice. If you're in a fund that mimics, say, the S&P 500 or a technology, and the technology sector is up 40%, you can imagine the cap gains distribution Absolutely. at the year end that's going to be forced into your account. So in you... You cannot do anything about what well, happens. You can look at your November statement. It won't be there, but I guarantee it will be at the end of December. It will be there. They and always do it in December is when they rebalance those mutual funds. Yeah, so that's something to really kind of kind of look yeah, at. So be prepared. The only other thing I want to talk about real quick on, on the, the, the planning side is uh, required minimum distributions. Oh, yeah. So we're at a time now, you know, there is a, a tax kind of benefit that is out there that if, right. you, if you gift, if you're of – 
seventy and a half or or more, mm-hmm. and you take re- required minimum distributions, you are able to gift um, part of your requirement to a charitable organization, right. and you're not taxed at that. It's up that to one hundred thousand dollars. Right. You gift. Yeah. So so you basically let's say you have a twenty thousand dollar RMD, you gift five thousand dollars. That's basically excluded from income Absolutely. tax at that point. Right. So that's a great it, way right now. You're in gifting as we think through it. It's a great way to to gift. Now there's a couple. You don't get the deduction. You don't get a charitable deduction because you're already doing it. But it does reduce your adjusted gross income. Yes. Which for threshold items like. The medical deduction, if you had 100000 and gave away ten, now you're only looking at a $9,000 threshold instead of a $10,000 threshold with the 10% medical. Yeah, so, so you really you can, can work some, work some magic. magic here exactly. if you can. Uh, so definitely talk to your you know, your, your CPA or your advisor if you have one. Give us a call. We can kind of go through specifics, talk about your current situation. But because it's year-end, that's definitely something to look for. If you have not taken your full requirement, your RMD, and then again, if you have, that's okay. 2020 is just around the corner, and you can start planning those charitable gifts uh, for 2020. Absolutely. You know, and just goodness, absolutely 60 days away. <laughs> absolutely. Well, that was a pretty nice laundry list there, guys. And speaking of giving us a call, we love to answer listener questions on the show. So send us your questions. Uh, we got a hotline at one eight five five. Four two nine nine one six six. You can leave a voicemail and we'll answer your question on our next show, or you can email if you don't like the personal touch. Uh, Doctor Gene D R G E N E at Hensler, and that's with two S's. dot com. Or if you want the human touch, oh yeah, you want to hear these sultry voices, <laughs> you can call us at seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. So. Speaking of which, um, we have our have good friend. Right? Yeah, we got some questions here. We got our good friend Tom from Marietta, and he called this week. Um, so we got a couple questions for Tom, or maybe even three here. Right, uh, I think he's, he's loaded yeah. us up. Yeah, he's oh, loaded. Yeah. That's he's all right. His, we like it, his Tom. Money's he's bring getting it, his money's bring worth. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's asking, is now a good time to buy energy stocks? More specifically, is now a good time to buy Chevron and ExxonMobil? They seem like good companies selling at low prices to him. Um, But I'd like to – he wants our opinion basically before he buys more for himself or his grandchildren. Mm. All right, Tom. Well, um, I guess guess starting off, I mean – we saw energy it's seven percent yeah, on the it, year. It's a rough spot. It's a rough it spot. Seems like it's a yeah. value. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it feels like one of the lone areas of value in the market. Uh, I think the oil market broadly, you know, going back to 2016, has been somewhat underinvested, of course, because oil oil prices yeah. haven't cooperated. And if you look at you know equity, the equity market relative to commodity prices, it feels like. Perhaps they're bottoming here. They're at you know multi-decade lows. So I think the near-term path forward for oil companies may be a, a little rough. But I think this is probably a nice uh, solid entry to get some exposure. Um, and speaking to speaking to uh, Exxon and Chevron uh, specifically, um, they're both investing in this market. It's been a lot of the the uh, um, less integrated players that have kind of pulled back on their investment um, and being integrated and in that they own the 
upstream market so they're getting the oil out of the ground they own the midstream get the oil from where it's coming out of the ground to the refinery and they also have distribution and chemicals businesses they can kind of move the pieces around depending on yeah. what the market's giving them um so we're talking about two stocks here that are yielding you know four and five percent um dividends are well covered the com- current environment is pretty tough but there's some reasons to be sort of mid to long-term bullish on getting into these stocks right now because if we get oil prices up we get a, a more normal environment then um they're going to benefit not to mention oil is priced in dollars and we've seen a strong dollar yeah mm-hmm. we've seen a strong dollar for a handful of years now but typically the dollar moves in cycles so you're going to pick up some benefit if we do get a weak dollar not to mention if you've got a diversified portfolio we even though we've seen how tough the energy market is we think you always need exposure to energy because think about geopolitical risk yeah think about where most of the oil in the world is there's some people that don't like each other very much <laughs> in a small region <laughs> in a yeah in a small region that could make that could make oil prices rocket and yeah. if you think about okay well it, nearly everything that you do every day is in some way touched by oil i mm-hmm. mean how you're going to walmart how did the stuff on the shelf get there yeah mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> you so, may not like to go shopping yeah so amazon delivers it how does it get there yeah how yeah. does it get there <laughs> so uh something to think about um so i guess to answer your question yeah yeah they look like cheap stocks maybe not the most uh, uh tactically attractive area you know the next few months but building a long-term investment but long term i think that's key yeah. right key. love this, this is space. key it's 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 a great space for long term. I mean, there's mm-hmm. right. And, and, but let's, let's pivot on that for a second. And this is probably going to carry us in to the next segment thinking long term though. Well, I, I think about it. Well, you know, next 10, 20 years, these oil stocks are going to do well. But when you're thinking about gifting to your grandchildren, not only is it not probably a sexy thing for <laughs> your grandchildren to receive as a stock, gift, right. but Green energy is going to come along eventually, right. and that's yeah. that's probably an overhang overhang for these stocks in the 2040. But we'll we'll get into that uh, after the jump. Uh, going to pay some bills real quick. We'll talk about gifting to the grandchildren when we get back. We'll listen, money talks. They paradise and put up a fucking lie. Got that money in the bank. You're listening to Money Talks. We are back. Uh, we were answering a listener question from our dear friend, Tom. We kind of split it up here. Um, I think uh, basically what we've told Tom so far is that investing in energy stocks, specifically Chevron and Exxon, Probably a pretty good proposition, pretty sure. solid investment. Yeah. Um, he's asking about potentially gifting these stocks to grandchildren. So let's talk about gifting to grandchildren. Um, DJ, you've had a number of clients that do this, especially yeah. around the holidays. This Absolutely. Nice yeah. time. And if you don't have any grandchildren, we, we'd like to be adopted. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I think when you, when you look at gifting, you kind of throw a little bit more in, into the bucket. So there's gifting of cash, and if 
I want to buy you know, a share of stock for my grandkid, that's one avenue, and we can explore that. The other is, all right, well, I've got maybe Exxon. I bought it when it was pretty cheap. Now it's gone up, and I want to gift that. Uh, that is another way we can go, and, and you can gift current shares held. Uh, the way we do that's just a little bit different. So we'll talk base, uh, touch base on that too. So first, let's talk about cash. So if you're if you're going to gift cash, obviously you can do that in check form, but there's uh, a, somewhat of a gifting if you go too high. If you spend more than or gift more than fifteen thousand dollars in each year, uh, you'd have to you know kind of. Look at the gift. Yeah, and be aware of the IRS, if you were audited for that particular situation, which I hate to say is probably fairly rare, but they include if it, in that 15000 is all gifts for the year to one person. Okay. Okay, so if you're giving birthday gifts and anniversary gifts to your children. It can add up. It can it add all up. all out. Yeah. Okay. If you want to gift just, you're, you're thinking about buying them a share of stock, you know, there's some companies out there that can, that can kind of help with that. So uh, no longer can you request a stock certificate from a corporation they like to, i think the when last time we kind of looked at this for a client it was like close to five hundred dollars just to get the share yeah, so you spend a hundred dollars for the share of stock and they're going to charge you an additional five hundred dollars to send you the paper statement the only paper makes, certificate only makes sense with the berkshire uh, yeah it makes no sense <laughs> to do this so this is not where you want to go but if you go to say uh giveashare.com they they have this uh, kind of a nice package that they send it may not be the certificate but it's a pretty they wrap it up make it look nice so if you've ever seen the disney stock mm -hmm. you know their 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 actual certificate of of um the share it's it's a pretty i mean they they have some art on it it's right. colorful it's very nice so i i would go to say uh giveashare.com and look at what they can provide for you they'll wrap it up they'll put it in a you know a, a obviously for a fee They'll 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 wrap it up and and give you a, a nice frame and you can send that to the kids buy the one share and and send that off. I think if you're if you're looking at actual gifting, say obviously we we live in Atlanta, so Home Depot, uh, you know Coca Cola, we see a lot of our clients right. that hold these values. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to open a custodial account um, with that, transfer those shares into that account, and then figure out a way to pretty that up for your for your grandkid if you do that obviously the share the value that which your your cost basis essentially transfers with that share of stock it goes into that account they are a custodian or you're the custodian for this child and then when they become the age of majority 21 years of age the shares are theirs so uh when you talk about if if it's a hundred dollar gift that sounds fine. It's going to take a few years. You're not too worried if you do a, a, a one, one share per year or a few. But if you're gifting $15,000 a year, you can quickly see that by the time they're 21 years of age, if they're young, you may have a tax situation here because it, at age 21, they can do whatever they want with those those uh, those shares of stock. And, and DJ, you hit on something because be, be aware that you're gifting the value of the share. So it's what they are worth today, not what you paid for them. Yeah. Now, what you paid for them becomes the cost basis for that child that you're gifting to. So if something's worth 15000 today, but you paid $2,000 20 years ago for it, I mean that's their basis. They'll have they'll be stuck with the capital gain uh, tax on the capital gain. But it but for tax purposes, it's worth fifteen thousand today. The value of the gift. The value of the gift. Yeah. So okay. at twenty one years, they, if they don't understand money, mm -hmm. they don't understand maybe the difference between the two thousand dollar share purchase price 
and the $15,000 value. And whatever they, it is in and, 20, yeah, at in age 20 years, it could be substantially higher. So you could immediately have a, a taxable Probably. event. Also, you know, depending on the value of the stocks now, I mean, you could pop kids into the kitty tax, right? I mean, oh, if, absolutely. If, if we're yeah. in a situation where you have dividend-producing stocks kicking off income mm-hmm. to a child that has no earned income, tech, you know, the, we may have a, a, a gift could be a potential tax burden for the family right. now, um, even though you're trying to do something nice. So I think we, we – We've covered quite a bit, but yeah. I think that the 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 big thing is let's talk about you know if you have questions you're specific give us a call and we can kind of go through and filter through. But there's a couple options definitely that you can gift uh, some securities or even right. buy them and do it and make it a nice gift for the yeah. the intent of the child. Yeah, if you have questions, call us at seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. I think moral of the story this time of year. Get the kids started early. Get them invested. I think get it's something great. that's accessible, some sort of brand they like, a Nike, a Disney, something. Yeah. McDonald's, something Hershey's, something Hess, fun. Disney. There's so many out there. I think Exxon, though, it's great. You want to intrigue them. You want to you right. have a great conversation with them. And if you're trying to teach them the value of money, let's put something that they're interested in. Right. Not right. just because it's a, a right. Exxon Mobil. And I like all those stocks, too, out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we accept gifts. As well. <laughs> Not really, but no. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got one more from Tom. He's he's got the tr- triple header here. So uh, he's asking about Amazon. We're holiday season. He asked about Amazon. He's asking, is Amazon going to hit two thousand next year? Loaded question. He Ooh. says it has been lagging Microsoft and the other tech company stocks this year, but I wonder. It, this is a good time to get in before the price moves higher. So our approach to investing is never going to be a next year price target, yeah. 2000 I can give you sort of my perspective on Amazon, and let me start out with love the company, love the product. I'm a prime user, um, but let me back off from that. And then Let's take be, our emotions yeah. out of it. Back away <laughs> yeah. the emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so Amazon, uh, what a lot of people don't, don't understand is the, the consumer business is so accessible and the, the prime video and all that. And yeah. Like this is a great product. But most of their money comes from web services. So he mentioned Microsoft. Their two main competitors in web services is Microsoft and Google. And they've been gaining market share. So 60% of Amazon's earnings come from web services. So really what you're buying as a cloud company, right? And the, the multiple that you're paying right now is almost 80 times earnings. It's twice what you're paying for a Microsoft and mm. Google, who I wouldn't argue are necessarily cheap right now, but definitely more attractive investments. Um, a lot of what Amazon's doing right now, so they've basically gotten to a point where the U.S. market is kind of saturated. A lot of their expansion plans are through either building upon the product, one-day shipping, which is going to have cost, or expanding international, which is going to have cost to build yeah. out their distribution network. So if you look at earnings growth, basically what we see is probably 20% earnings growth you know, over the next handful of years, and we're just not willing to pay 80 times earnings for 20% growth. It takes a long time to get your money back yeah. if you're paying 80 times mm-hmm. anything. So I think that sort of the way we're approaching that right now is we love Amazon. We're watching it. We're waiting for the valuation to make sense because we think we have, uh, we think they have a very strong competitive position. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but 
you can't you can't let that cloud everything. There's a lot of businesses that I love the product. I love the business itself. I love I love everything about it. But in in investing, it's all about getting your money back, making money off of that, and not just hoping that the price goes higher because someone else is going to pay a higher price. Speculate. Yeah, yeah, it's the stock picker, right? <laughs> if you're looking to just make that short term, I'm going to buy it now, sell it at two thousand. Right. It's a tough way to start. You don't want to yeah. just look at two numbers. Right. And the danger Today, is the danger is you do that a few times and you're like, it's working. I'm a genius. And then <laughs> and then <laughs> the market yeah. turns. You yeah. have a twenty percent correction yeah. and then what happens? You're yeah. you're you're yeah. quickly paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> then you're you're stepping back into fundamentals. <laughs> That's okay, right. maybe maybe I gotta check on financial statements, what's going on here. All right, guys. Well, I think that wraps us up. Um, for the show today, um, hit a lot of great topics. Um, you guys going to be buying stuff on Amazon? Absolutely. Absolutely. I say that. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Mark it up or down? It's go- oh, it's up. It's yeah. Be up. We're going up. Okay. I'll go up. I'll go up. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.